Uh, you good? All right. Here we go. <laughs> Speed. Three, two, one. This is the Mission Story Slam podcast, brought to you by PWP Video. I'm Michael Schweisheimer, executive producer at PWP Video and the Mission Story Slam. We started Mission Story Slam to share the stories of the organizations that we serve at PWP Video. Nonprofits, B Corps, triple bottom line companies, and sustainable businesses. People who are on a mission to make the world a better place. Our last Story Slam added activists to that list as we partner with Philadelphia's Committee of 70 to promote their Draw the Lines PA initiative. We get together at Yards Brewing in Philadelphia and pick 10 storytellers out of a hat, and they get to share their stories on the theme of the evening. A panel of judges selects the best story of the evening, and we make a $250 donation to the winner's favorite nonprofit. Their stories are also recorded for sharing on social media and with friends and supporters. Our next Mission Story Slam is scheduled for April 23rd, the day after Earth Day, and we'd like to try an environmental theme this time. So if you or your organization would be interested in partnering with us, please contact us at PWP Video for more information. This podcast is about the story behind those stories. What motivates someone to tell a story in front of an audience? How did they choose the story they were going to tell? And what was the experience like? And we get to learn about the storytellers themselves. My guest is Jamie Bogert. Jamie told us a great story at Mission Story Slam 2, Saving Democracy. It was about how she was elected Democratic Committee person of the 27th Ward, 5th Division in West Philadelphia. Jamie is the Managing Editor and Audience Engagement Coordinator at the Philadelphia Citizen. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan media organization. Their journalism emphasizes solutions and promotes active citizenship in the Philadelphia region. I spoke with Jamie in the offices of The Citizen on South Broad Street in Philly. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really glad you're here. Appreciate you making the time. How, how long have you been the Managing Editor and Audience Engagement Coordinator at Philadelphia Citizen? I started freelancing for The Citizen. Um, I wrote a story about littering um, and an organization that is working to stop litter or help stop litter. Um, And after that, I joined the team as managing editor. From there, I've kind of tacked on some different jobs along the way, so I've been there about a year. You know, actually, I probably should have started with asking you to tell me what what is the Philadelphia Citizen? So the Philadelphia Citizen is a nonprofit news organization. Um, We've only been around for three-ish years. It's something that I had not hadn't really seen before um, in journalism and, you know, the whole solutions focused writing and solutions focused journalism. Um, was something that I had always been interested in, but had never been able to find an organization that really did that or, or, and, and did it well. And I, you know, found someone had mentioned the citizen to me. I only found them through word of mouth. But when I started reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like this is what I had been thinking I've been wanting to do, but didn't quite find the path yet. And then, and then I found them. So it was good. And um, I know you're also doing, beyond journalism, you're also doing some events. Like, what's the event that's coming up at the end of November? Yeah, so that's the Ideas We Should Steal Festival. And it's the first one. On The Citizen, we have a whole category called 
ideas we should steal. And it's basically pulling uh, really cool, innovative things that organizations and people are doing across the country that we think would work in Philadelphia. So people have kind of, it's been funny putting this out on social and, you know, hyping the event because people are like, stealing, that's bad. We should not, you know, maybe borrow the ideas, don't steal them. But it's kind of this, this, this kind of, that's the point is to get people looking at it and, and wondering what, what the heck that's all about. And, and it's cool. And all the people that are coming, we have written stories about for the most part. And I like to think of it as the citizen sort of, we write these stories and then on the event side, we kind of bring them to life. Bring them to life. Yeah. And by the way, I actually really love the idea. I think the approach of the ideas we should steal is spot on. It's very Philly. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a little, it's got a little grit to it. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I would much rather attend or read about ideas we should steal than just best practices. You know, much more exciting, a little danger to it. So in terms of the the citizen in your writing here, I did read the article that you had put together over the summer about your run for a Democratic committee person. I really like the article. And, uh, and I really enjoyed seeing like the differences between the story that you told at the slam and the way that you uh, put it together as an article. What was the experience like trying to port the article into your story? I mean, the whole thing was a kind of roller coaster, silly, strange adventure. And I, you know, I think maybe the first couple drafts of that article were, uh, it was a lot longer and there was a lot more kind of zigzagging around and, you know, I did this, but then I went over here and then the president of Penn is involved and then, but then over, you know, so there was a lot going on and, and to kind of tailor it down to the five minutes was interesting and there was a lot to it. And I kind of, I was trying to focus in on the saving democracy and, and that idea. But yeah, so it, you know, do I focus on, you know, my neighbor Carson who, you know, inspired me to do this? Do I focus on this? Yes. My, my biggest, my biggest uh, fan and supporter. Or do I focus on, you know, the crazy write-in that I was and, and how that works? Or, or, or do I focus on trying to just inspire people to do the same and to just kind of, even if you have zero experience or <laughs> zero, you know, background in politics, there's still the opportunity to try something new. And so hopefully I think that's, that's kind of where I went with it for the, for the slam. I think, I think you took us on a fun, very fun ride. Um, and I'm really glad that you kept Carson in both, both versions of the story because I think it was a great, uh, a great character to help us go along the journey with you. Um, you know, for any of our listeners that maybe haven't watched your story on YouTube yet, let's listen to the explanation of why you wanted to run. Yeah, so I guess what really pushed me to do this, uh, especially in this, in this time, was a, a true sense of rage. I am pretty mad, and I feel pretty ragey a lot of the time. Uh, less than 20% of um, registered voters in Philadelphia voted in our primary elections. Um, schools in Philadelphia are outdated, and children are not getting access to the things that they deserve. Um, so, and among other things. So I thought, in my little way, let me try and do something that will help people get to where they need to be. Um, 
in all of that, uh, there are some people doing really wonderful things. Um, half of the people that won uh, the committee, the committee people seats, uh, were women. More than half this uh, last primary election, which is great. Yeah, ragey was perfect. <laughs> yeah, really, really official term, <laughs> ragey. Well, it didn't. It didn't make it through any of my spell check when I was trying to type it in. But I know exactly what you meant. I actually thought it was perfect. Yeah, I think um, actually being up there was interesting because, like I said, I, you know, I tried to tailor this really specific uh, script for this almost, and it was my first time, you know, being in front of a mic like that, and tried to really kind of plan out what I was saying. And then when I got up there, and I was kind of just talking about the experience, I realized, oh, wow, yeah, I did this because I was, like, mad, and I could kind of feel the rage <laughs> happening as I was sharing and thinking about, you know, kids like Carson or thinking about the communities that, you know, I, I'm not doing a ton for, but hopefully that in, in that small way there's some change happening. And, yeah, definitely talking about it kind of made that rage come to life. <laughs> Well, what was, we could hear the rage in your telling, but at the same time, as you were doing that, you did port it right into real issues. So we could, we could actually watch you as our storyteller directing your rage. Yeah, and I think that is so important. I think I can definitely be like a, a click person and, and send my rage through the click and like some angry article or, you know, sign some angry petition or whatever it is. And I'm, I, I definitely fall into that, but I think directing it and trying my best to be knowledgeable about the issues and, and know what's happening in my community is really important to me. And I think, yeah, I might not be changing the world but you know hopefully i changed a little bit on my block in philly and uh can go from there well i i hold no political position so i know there are things that you are doing that a lot of us aren't so back to the slam itself i'm curious how how the act of writing for the story slam or rewriting for the story slam was different than writing articles for uh, something that's more of an act of journalism like The Citizen. Yeah, you know, when I'm writing a Citizen article, it's definitely like, I gotta call these people, I gotta get these quotes, I gotta know, you know, if there's an event, when it's happening, what's going on, what's the background, and you know, I gotta bang it out, and the deadline's on Tuesday, and it's running on Thursday, and so it definitely, there's a tight schedule, we're posting every day, so that part, which I love, I love writing in general, but for The Slam, definitely allowed me to kind of be a little bit more reflective, which I, you know, I think is really great. The first story slam, I just loved hearing people just share themselves and you can definitely, all right, here's what I'm, here's my, here's my job and here's my work and here's my little, little pitch part, but then it's just kind of mixed in with all of this, like, just this true self. Like you could kind of really just see that the people are, are passionate about what they're doing and what they're saying. Kind of putting together you know, a little bit of my thoughts and writing things out for the slam, I was able to kind of indulge in that, which I don't often get to do, and I just could. Yeah, and I think that's where the, that idea of rage, kind of that passion kind of came in. Um, even writing the committee person article, that was, you know, 
few weeks of, of drafts and getting tired of it and tossing ideas and rewriting and whatever. And so even that kind of um, turned into a little bit, little bit more like work. Um, but for the slam, I was able to just kind of be like, this is what I feel. Here's my passion. The five minutes was great to kind of have that. It is nice <laughs> to have line. a little bit of a limit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely felt a little bit more indulgent and I could kind of feel the passion a little bit more. Well, it came through and that helps. And I do. And I think that the setting of the story slam for me, like when I told my whole story at the first one, it definitely, it, it, there is a bit of a, uh, there's a bit of a freedom in that room. Yeah. It almost feels a little whimsical. Like you can, um, five minutes is short, but also really long. So <laughs> I think partway through, I was like, Oh man, I don't even know where I'm going anymore, but I feel good about these words. And I feel like, you know, something's coming across and it's coming from a little bit of a deeper place. And, and so that, that was kind of nice. Well, it connected. And in terms of choosing some of the things that you left out, you had one brief reference in the slam story to a coffee can. But in the article, I got to learn a little bit more about that. Can you tell us a little bit about this magical horn and hard art coffee can deciding your fate? Yeah, it truly was a magical moment. Um, <laughs> I, when I sat down for this tie, which was, as I said, a, a tie between me and the president of the University of Pennsylvania, and one other person who like, I am not sure existed, which was already just kind of like a silly setting. Um, and they, uh, they started doing the tiebreaker. And I guess I, I don't even know what I thought it would have been, or maybe, you know, my millennial minds was like, oh, they'll put it in a computer and it'll generate results and da 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 But <laughs> the guy comes out with this coffee can these bingo balls and he's just like pulling pulling like shaking it around like as if that was really going to make you know all like oh this will Tr- truly random yeah. yeah right right <laughs> really randomized um and pulling the winners and i just thought it was hilarious and That's i was like here fun. we are this this is democracy at work this is it this is what I've been working towards. Um, hey, it does teach us why one vote really matters, lest you yeah. have to go to a coffee can full of bingo balls. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, I don't know if someone had mentioned it to me or if I had done some digging, but that coffee can seemed really old, first of all. And I was like, that's definitely not like a Folgers, you know, from like a week ago. Um, and upon some further research, turns out it is really old. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think it's been there since 60 something. Um, I think I put it in the article, but uh, I don't even remember the, what's the brand? It's Horn and Hard Art, which I think was an automat yeah. on Chestnut right. or Sansom. It's over by the Jewelers Row. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, or it was the buildings there. Right. So yeah. And that has been the official tie breaking coffee can for many years. So yeah, I think you mentioned that the coffee can was like 50 or 60 years old in the article, but maybe not the origin of it. But I love the fact that in your article, you link to the coffee can has a Facebook page. The coffee can has a Facebook page. Yeah, it does. I've, I've never had a can with a Facebook page before, but I'm now following. Good, as we all should. I think if there's anything I contribute as committee person, I hope it's that this coffee can 
gains some followers. So let's, I want to play a little bit more of your story so we can hear a little bit more about what you did include. I think in, in all of this, uh, I just tried something new, like I'm doing right now. And <laughs> uh, I think part of the idea of saving democracy is, is putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing something that scares you, and this scares me, and going out to people's doors and knocking on their doors and saying, hi, I'm running for this position that you probably never heard of. Also, my name is Jamie, and hello, and then getting a door maybe kind of closed slowly in front of you is, is okay, and it's part of the process, and I am uh, forever kind of admiring all the youth that I um, encounter day in and day out who are working so hard in their way um, to, to change our future, and I think that is um, who we're working for. And, you know, Carson, my neighbor who's seven years old, is who I'm working for. Um, and I think at the end of the day, um, I'm just a 20-something-year-old girl who is standing in front of a bunch of elected officials, asking them to do their job. And if they don't, I've got a long list of women and youth disruptors who will gladly do it for them. Thank you. I appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone and running for a committee person and sharing that story. Do you feel like you are accomplishing that mission that you set out to do? Hmm. That's a tough question. I think most days I feel like I wake up or I go about my day and I think about all of the things I could be doing or all of the things, you know, that's kind of my pessimistic brain, but I think about all of the things like that I'm not doing for the kids in the Philadelphia school system or thinking about all of the ways I, I could be doing more. But I've been trying to think about that and think about, okay, what am I doing now? What am I doing in this moment? Um, and kind of take it easy and think about the small changes I'm making or the small efforts daily to to ultimately reach that goal and I'm realizing that things take a long time <laughs> the group of women who are now in Congress that took a long time so yeah I think I'm making little steps toward my goal I still am full of rage I'm still infuriated with all the non-solutions articles I read <laughs> or you know or just articles I read about you know struggling youth, homeless youth. I can go on, but yeah, I think I think I'm I'm trying. Did participating in the story slam fit into your personal mission in sharing this story? Yeah, I think my comfort zone is sometimes my apartment with my laptop writing a story or <laughs> on the phone in my pajama pants and, you know, kind of doing my thing in my small way. Um, and so things like running for committee person, doing a story slam, I never thought that I would ever, <laughs> even, I mean, literally up until I was in front of the mic, I was like, no, this, this is not, not going to happen. <laughs> um, and actually, you, you really helped me, uh, helped encourage me to, to just go up there. I think, you know, I definitely need some nudging and having someone like 
pretty easily kind of just be like, yeah, you could do that. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I can do that. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I think in, in general, it, it definitely was a big step in using my voice, which I think I can go on and on about how women are, you know, generally not encouraged to do that. But yeah, I think I loved seeing all of the women step up there and do that. And, you know, I would love to see girls grow up and and have that as what they see and as an option for them to be able to do. And I think that's part of my mission. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big it was a big deal for me. Cool. Um, Were there did that big deal bring any results for you? Did you get any feedback or talk to anyone else at the event? Yeah, both times I had gone to the event kind of on my own and I hate small talk and I hate networking. So (laughs) I got my really delicious food and my yards drink and, you know, kind of was happy to chat with people and with who I was sitting with and and whatever else, but definitely, you know, can can keep to myself. But um, a young woman named Megan, who moved here only recently, she just was super engaged and wanted to try new things. And I think that's what brought her to the Story Slam in general. And so we were talking um, and I told her, you know, about working at the Citizen and what the Citizen is and what it does. And um, then I told her that she like couldn't talk to me anymore because I had to read my script and get ready. Um, (laughs) But I got an email from her and she uh, wants to intern with us. She's, you know, trying to get her foot in the door with some different um, civic engagement things. And I thought that was amazing. She's, you know, I guess I could get behind networking. <laughs> I always prefer networking when I don't feel like I'm networking, when I'm actually just having fun and doing my thing. Right. And I usually end up seeing the most results. I'm curious about the, uh, with some of the other storytellers, were there any of the other stories that night that, um, I don't know, that stuck with you? Yeah. There was, there was one woman that I remembered from last time who came and spoke about, um, she spoke about the jogging. Uh, Sophie, Sophie White. I was talking about back in my feet. Yep, yep. And I always love her stories. I, you know, I think she does a really good job of kind of just picking these really great anecdotes about the people she works with and really paints a good picture of, of what she does. And Grace yeah. is her name, right? Grace Palladino, yeah. Right. She was sharing um, this kind of grassroots organization that started from just like wanting to know more and wanting to talk about issues in a way that was digestible and understandable for folks. I felt kind of a um, connection with her. It felt like she had a little bit of the rage too. Oh, just um, a bit. Just a little bit. And and yeah, but I, you know, that was another example of like something that started small and is has now grown into like a really legit thing and a thing that people are interested in and want more of and are learning from. I just, yeah, I think that is just the coolest. Well, what is next for you now that we're past the November election? What uh, What's on the agenda for you as a committee person? Uh, yes, my agenda. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you have it ready. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, to be honest, it's been it's been a lot of observing. I've been, you know, going to the ward meetings, getting to know my ward leader. Um, I did some poll watching on the day, on the day, the election day. Um, and that was really interesting. It's so it's just, it's, it's getting me just more 
involved in a way that I would not have been if I, you know, didn't get this position. Um, but yeah, I think from here, it's really like 2020. Sights are on 2020. I'm trying to think of a pun or something, 2020 vision or like yeah, something. There's pr- well, I'm sure we'll get plenty of those in the next two years. Well, yeah. I mean, we do have a big primary coming up in, right. in May. Yeah, the mayoral le- election. That'll be kind of a thing. Yeah, so yeah, it's just kind of figuring out what strategies work best for my ward and like getting to know my division and, and getting to know my community. I think I can do even more to get involved with the people in my division and understanding what their needs are and understanding the what are the ways that we're going to get out the vote and what are the ways that we're going to best get people registered and to the polls and understanding the polls and understanding the ballot. It's a, it's a lot of me learning and learning how best to serve my division. Yeah. And this is uh, it's four years, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Running for committee person seems like it was a choice for you that came from some of that rage and not wanting to just be complacent, which I totally dig. Do you have interest in continuing with the political side of making a difference, or is this just a current way to become engaged and sort of learn about how to make a concrete difference? Yeah, that's a really that's a really good question, and that's a question that I've been trying to ask myself with this. I think doing the write-in and diving headfirst into this whole thing was interesting. Um, but it, it was it was definitely like tunnel vision, and I'm just trying to get this thing done and see what happens and and see what the process is. So now I'm definitely reflecting and I'm definitely thinking about what my skills are and how best I can be a part of my community. I kind of joke that you know like one day I'll be the mayor of something. Currently, I do not have any political aspirations besides being mayor of Philadelphia. Well, it's not too late for you to declare for that 2020 presidential election, just because I don't know if you'd have to give up your spot as a committee person to run. I think you could do both. I could do both. I could do it all. I think you might have an age limit issue. On True. The, I think that committee people is like a mystery to a lot of Philadelphians. Can you help me understand where what the deal is and like could, should other people be thinking about throwing their hat in for becoming a committee person? Yeah. It was definitely a mystery to me, too, at first. Philly 3.0 wrote a ton of articles as well and kind of had a similar you-can-do-this attitude behind them and and had some coaching and and some ways that you could just do it. And, yeah, I think think it really is that people just don't know that it exists. If you want to just kind of get out the vote leading up to an election, if you want to register some people, if you want to just, like, chat with some colleagues or friends that's part of it it is what you put into it so do you th- would you encourage other people to look at the committee person sort of process and think about if that's how they want to become more activated because it sounds like it's a place where you can go even if you don't know everything about how politics works and actually learn from the inside it is it is definitely a good a good start starting point you know if you're if you're interested i think the youngest committee person is 18 years old um maybe I think maybe in South Philly but yeah it's really for anyone and anyone can do it. I know you needed a little bit of encouragement to tell your story at the Story Slam. I'm curious now that you've done it if there's uh, a piece of advice that you would in turn give to someone else who is thinking about it but maybe nervous or not sure if that's something that you know if they want to just attend versus tell what would you tell them? What's really special about the Mission Story Slam is 
just the environment. Part of the reason why I did it is because I knew it was like the safest place to <laughs> try something like that. You know, I'm not headed to the moth anytime soon, but um, <laughs> I think that was just, and, and it's just, yeah, it's just a room full of, of really kind people. I, you know, I finished up my five minutes and I was like, oh God, let me just go like walk off a cliff real quick. But I had so many people come up to me afterwards and say, such kind things whether they were true or not <laughs> I would just say shake it off wing it do not write a four-page essay and think that you're going to fit it into those five minutes like I did um, but definitely go up and just kind of do your thing you've named aspects of what we were hoping for and you've also named and added things to that list that we maybe couldn't have even dreamed of having occur within the room of Mission Story Slam so that's that's the greatest compliment you could give to us. So thank you. Before we close, I would just like to know that beyond uh, actually voting, is there any, is there, is there a main action you'd want people to take? Man, there's a lot. And shameless plug, there's a whole article about it on The Citizen. <laughs> it's called Vote, Then Do More. But I think like the, the, the kind of rawest, most like easy thing that comes to mind is to just start talking start having discussions about what is going on and what's going on in your community start listening to each other and I've found that you know every time I do that and every time I start a conversation that maybe I was nervous to in the beginning um, I end up hearing some really cool shit from people and hearing some really cool things about like someone else's life all right jamie i really appreciate your joining us on the mission story slam podcast yeah thank you so much you can watch jamie's full story and find links to everything mentioned on the podcast at missionstoryslam.org that includes a link to jamie's article in the philadelphia citizen about her run for committee person as well as a link to follow the horn and hard art coffee can on facebook which i highly encourage you to do and you can follow jamie on twitter at jamie underscore bogart b-o-g-e-r-t We'd like to thank our partners for Mission Story Slam 2, the Committee of 70 and Draw the Lines PA. You can find out more about their work and gerrymandering in the Commonwealth at drawthelinespa.org. We are planning Mission Story Slam 3 for April 23, 2019, which is the day after Earth Day. So we're planning to have an environmental theme this time around. If your organization would like to partner with us on that slam, please reach out to Dave Winston or myself. We'd love to hear from you. And, of course, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's how you'll know when the next podcast drops and when tickets go on sale for Mission Story Slam 3. The Mission Story Slam podcast is produced by Dave Winston and brought to you by PWP Video, video with a mission. Find out what we're all about at pwpvideo.com. I'm Michael Schweisheimer, and I look forward to sharing the next story behind the story with you soon. Music